Hello, I'm Amrish Jepuria. And I'm Andrew Papadopoulos. Welcome to the NFL 20 podcast. Still one of the top four NFL podcasts in the greater Whetstone area. In this week's episode, we're going to recap the game, the big game. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> the Superb Owl. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the one. Quite quite good as it turned out. Much better than last year. Thank you. That, was, that was definitely worth staying up for, unlike yeah. last year's. Yeah. We also are going to cover some of the news that has happened in the last week in the NFL. There has been some. And we're also going to recap our Call That A Betters. Which is going to have awesome theme music. Finally, you will also hear which famous online news outlet completely mistook the name of the Super Bowl winners. So the Patriots, in the recent era, have played six Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. The, the maximum points difference has been four points. Oh, you mean at the end? Yeah, yeah. at the end of the game, which is pretty incredible. I know. It's a guarantee of excitement. Seeing as, yeah, seeing as you think they're such a beast team as well. They should be winning by 30. Dude, I said they should be winning by one. Oh, okay. Not not against New York. New York, they should have beaten comfortably. They just failed. Both those times. Yeah. OC Human Euro, who was on the Channel 4 show, was saying that they didn't just put pressure, but they put pressure coming straight up through the middle. Yeah. Which, if you saw the game this week, especially in the fourth quarter, there were several times when Tom Brady was stepping up through that middle gap. And making his throws downfield to uh, his man, Edelman. The Gronk. And to the Gronk. And the Shane. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a good game. Yeah, I know. To be honest, when I, when, I, when, I went, when I went to sleep, I thought, I thought, oh, I know you can't really say properly, but Seattle probably has this. But then again, they lost it. And then they had it. But then they lost it again. Oh. Some, so, people, some people think that's the best ending for a Super Bowl ever. I believe it's been described as the single most influential play. So not an influential play like the tuck rule or like a play which resulted in rule changes, but within the context of the game, mm. that was a very influential play because that single play made by Malcolm Butler. Turns out the Butler did it. Turns out the Butler did it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, that play was the difference between a Super Bowl loss and a win. Yeah. Well, you could also say about the guy... I don't know if you remember this or if you've seen it on highlights. You know the the uh, the Mike Jones one, the one yard line tackle against for the, the Rams. No, against the Titans for the Rams. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, so I didn't actually know about that because I wasn't watching then. My man, my man, Kurt Warner's uh, Super Bowl win. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, should be your favorite. Yeah, the, the, okay, that was one of the instances where a single play turned a Super Bowl loss into a Super Bowl victory. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, so Malcolm Butler, little known fact. He is not the brother of WWE professional wrestler David Otunga. For those of you who don't know what Malcolm Butler looks like, just Google the words David Otunga and you will see his, his mother from another brother. <laughs> he does look quite similar to him. Ambrose is determined to shoehorn that in and he couldn't do it any more delicately than that. But yeah, Malcolm Butler does look like a WWE wrestler called David Otunga, who I've never heard of until he showed me the picture. But um, it's true, man. That was a great defensive play. Yeah. And like you said, they were expecting the pass. Okay. So this is something that has been debated a lot. Well, I say debated. A lot of people have gone after Steve Carell. Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel was the offensive coordinator. 
Yeah, but specifically PCAL, he's tried to take this on himself. Oh, okay, fine. Um, for making that call. And they've said that that was a terrible call. But the numbers say that actually on the one-yard line, if you pass, you're actually more likely to succeed because most teams look to stuff up the run. The Patriots had turned up with six linemen there. They, they pulled in a, an extra defensive end and a linebacker as well to help cover that line. They were showing that they were going all out to stop the run. But then they called a little cheeky timeout and their defensive coordinator said, uh, yo, 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 I think they might be passing it. I'm going to put a third uh, cornerback out, put out Malcolm Butler. The butler. Who made the play, who made the play. I thought that guy was going to get a raise. Yeah. Peter me. Or he's going to get a truck. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe. No, he's, he's got a truck. Wait, Malcolm so, Butler got the truck. That's what he said, Malcolm Butler. I meant the coordinator. Oh, you meant the coordinator. Um, I don't know what the coordinator's going to get. He's already pretty good, given that he is the defensive coordinator for the best team in the NFL. In the world! Not the best defensive team in the NFL, mind. Oh, yeah, that's true. That'll be the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the numbers say, but I thought, but I thought, I thought it, was a bit of a, it was a bit of a shambolic uh, attempt to catch, though, from Ricardo Lockett. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't that. He didn't really go for it. He just sort of like thought, oh, I'm going to catch this now. But no, Malcolm Butler was like, fuck you, man. So they made the play call. Usually from that situation, it's either going to be an incomplete pass or a touchdown or even a sack, worst case scenario. It's extremely rare to have an interception there. Uh, so you can't really blame Russell Wilson that much, as much as I enjoy blaming him for everything. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really his fault. Because I think, I agree with you, Lockett could have, like, tried to get the ball. Butler had that moment. He had that vision. <laughs> he had that vision, which no athlete has, apart from Butler, obviously, as we've already discussed. <laughs> you can tell them, tell them. We can do, oh, because Anthony's our only fan. Yeah, one of our friends and regular listener and unfortunate Browns fan. Maybe not anymore. Anthony Sabati was saying how... Butler had a vision that he's going to do something great. And he, in fact, he said in the post-game interview, the night before, he thought he might do something amazing. Yeah. Because uh, he is literally the only person the night before the Super Bowl who thought he might do something great. Chris Matthews is like, I can't believe I'm working in Foot Locker until 11pm. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thought he had. Anyway, um, yeah, like, so, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so he had For those vision. of you who don't know, Chris Matthews was working in Foot Locker. Everyone knows that. That's a big yeah. thing now. You know, okay, explain. that's fine. Um, so yeah, so he had the vision and, and it turns out he was, out of all of you who had the vision of doing something spectacular, his came through. Yeah. So congratulations, Butler. You got a ring and a car and probably now people would know who you are. So he didn't, he didn't get the car. What? The MVP was given to Tom Brady. Yeah. But Tom Brady was like, man, you won that game, man. You won that game, boy. Uh, he didn't want a game, boy. He, he won that game. <laughs> boy. It's not even because I have a 3DS. Yeah. It's the Game Boy Color. <laughs> so uh, Tom Brady gave Malcolm Butler, undrafted rookie, Malcolm Butler, mm. the car. He was like, here you go, son. So he did get Take the car. Him. Yeah, but Wasn't from there a thing... Tom Brady. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were actually going to do a thing where they, they actually gave it straight to Butler so Tom Brady didn't have to pay like gift tax or some shit on it. I don't know about that. That might be the case. I have to be honest. I don't think this podcast is that focused on auditory law in the U.S., <laughs> like, I mean, this is the nicest possible way, but fuck that shit. Uh, but I have to be honest, I don't know whether Brady should have been given MVP for that game. I read on Sports Illustrated on the Monday morning quarterback um, that it was one of the uh, one of the best performances of Brady's career. 
Yeah, because uh, whenever any quarterback has his best performance, he throws uh, two interceptions. Classic, classic. Well, they, they, they seem to enjoy it. I mean, the, okay, the two picks were... Well, the first one was quite bad. The second one was like... So to be fair, the second one, Bobby Wagner's defensive play was actually incredible. Yep. He faked Tom Brady out completely. He faked everyone out. That was all Madden. <laughs> yeah. He took half a step to the right and then pounced back <clears> left. <throat> he, he jumped the route perfectly. He read it. He knew exactly where Gronk was going and he got there before him. Even Gronk was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't think anyone expected him to be there. Like, that was just incredible. But if you look at Darrell Rivas... The only time Doug Baldwin, as it was, got free of him was when he got picked by the referee. Mm. That was literally the only time he got free. So you think Revis should have got the MVP? I think Revis was amazing. He was lights out. Yeah. I guess he didn't really get... I didn't, you didn't really hear a lot about Revis. Yeah, that's because he shuts his player down. Yeah. Like, Sherman's man got the ball three times. Don't you ever talk about me! Revis's man won because the referee got in the way. Where's his MVP truck? <laughs> like, yeah, give him, give him one too. Um, okay, it's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I can't, I can't say who I thought was the best player. I guess for- I'm not saying he was necessarily the best player. I'm just saying Brady got the MVP because he was the winning team's quarterback. Like almost every single Super Bowl MVP is just the winning team's quarterback, apart from Malcolm Smith. <laughs> well, actually, no, there have been a few, but it recently it seems to have gone all quarterback. They couldn't give it to Butler. Yeah, that's because Butler only played one half. Mm, yeah. uh, he got subbed in because uh, Arrington was just getting destroyed by mm-hmm. uh, Chris Matthews. He was too short. He just couldn't match him. Oh, okay. Is that the reason? Well, he was also getting destroyed by Curse, but Arrington just wasn't playing well enough. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Cut him! <laughs> <laughs> Knowing Belichick, he probably will get cut. Probably, probably he's already but cut. he's going to cut loads of people. He always does. Yeah. Just rotate the squad every year. Yeah, sure. Um, so this New England team... Youngest team to ever win a Super Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah, average age is like 25. Oh, yeah, so that information was totally stolen from the Americanage podcast. Good stealing. Yeah. Good salvaging. Nat Coombs, man. Nat Coombs, baby. Oh, great. Legend. I did not know that. Interesting yeah. stat. Yeah, because the Seahawks seemed like the young guns, but actually... I didn't know that. I wouldn't expect that either. Well, I guess no. we were talking during the game, well, when I watched, about how, you know, only two of their team was from the last Super Bowl. Win. The last win, Super Bowl win. win. Uh, it wasn't two players from the last Super Bowl. There were more. I guess that was quite a long time ago, though. Yes, that was a long time ago. It was 2007, wasn't it? It was 2005 or something. It was 2007 was the one they lost. So the Giants. Yeah. It might have been 2004. Yeah, okay. It was 2004. As in, was it four, but like, did it actually happen in 2005? Yeah, the actual Super Bowl was 2005. It was the 2004 season. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, okay. Let's go through some of the other notes we have for this game. Baldwin, the one time he did get free, shot scored him, a touchdown. Shot himself down. He shat himself down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he scored a touchdown. And uh, what happened after the touchdown, Andrew? He took a dump. <laughs> he so pretended, the, the, that he is pretended. just to let you know, that was not a, a mistake. That's actually what Andrew meant. He took a dump. But he didn't actually take a dump. He just kind of like pretended to take a dump. And the, with the dump being the football. So it was like, so he spun the ball in that kind of like wizardy way they do when they celebrate. And then when it stopped, he sort of improvised and went over to it and just sort of like squatted down a bit and was like, I just guffed this out. Yeah. I mean, and the I, NFL didn't like that. Yeah. He got fined for that. Got he fined. deserved that. They made him clean all the toilets in the stadium. 
Well, you know, well, it's such a it's such a big stage. The whole world is watching. Uh, that's your opportunity to make an ass of yourself, literally. So congratulations for being an idiot, Doug Baldwin. We don't have a drop for that yet. All undrafted. <laughs> Baldwin undrafted, you shambles. It's because you took a shit at the combine. That's why you all fucking didn't get drafted. Anyway. Oh, man. What's his 40-yard time? Well, we don't know yet to stop to do a Paula Radcliffe in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I just don't know why he'd do that. That's just... I thought, I, thought, I thought it was funny, mate. The NBC broadcast cut away. Yeah, I didn't see so it no until they showed a dedicated replay of it. Well, no, they didn't show a replay of it. We had to search on YouTube for some guy who took it out, took out his camera and videoed it. It's true, actually. Yeah. It's because they, they have that 15-second delay now. Yeah. You know, because of the boob. Because of, the, because of Janet Jackson. The Janet Jackson boob, yeah. I didn't think... Were they expecting a f- boob during the NFL actual? I think, I think they do it, like, for everything now. So, like, uh, anything live is 15-second delay or something like that, in America, at least. Um, another, another, another Patriots game. I blame Justin Timberlake. I blame yeah. I blame Tom Brady because he was there. <laughs> well, he's at like almost every Super Bowl. Where are you? <laughs> In the last fourteen years, they've been to six Super Bowls and nine championship games. It's pretty decent. Been pretty dominant. It's pretty consistent. Yeah. You don't get called a dynasty for getting to championship games, but maybe you should. Yeah. Oh, just for having like a really good regular season record. Like sure. they've had every single year that Bill Belichick has been there. Who is the unofficial world champion now? The unofficial world champion is Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Patriots. Got it back. Is that isn't it like their seventeenth title run now or something like that? I think it's their four millionth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they are they are current leaders in overall number of weeks at number one. They've now held the title for two weeks more than the Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, yeah. um couple of injuries during the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, there's some injuries going into the Super Bowl as well. Okay. Like Earl Thomas, who was already injured, he's having shoulder surgery now for his injury. And he's going to be out for six to eight months. That's pretty tough to play through. Mm-hmm. Then Cam Chancellor, he was playing through an MCL tear during the Super Bowl. Did not know that. Probably yeah. why he uh, couldn't quite keep up with Gronk on that long touchdown. Well, I mean, he wasn't on him, but he was the deep safety. Yeah, yeah. Richard Sherman uh, thought that he might need surgery for his... Uh, Damaged ego. <laughs> his bicep more than anything else. His ego seems to actually be all right. I was going to ask, actually, well, because he, he had he had that one, he was playing with one arm in the championship game. Yeah, so he had a bicep issue, and they thought he might need surgery, which actually a lot of baseball players have been getting. And they, oh. they're basically talking about replacing the tendon in his bicep. But as it turns out, the reason why they've been getting it is because they're pitchers, but he doesn't actually throw with that arm. So he doesn't need to replace or, the tendon. He just let it heal naturally. I thought it was shoulders that they screwed up in baseball. Um, in this case, it's one of the injuries you can get in baseball. Shocking the ball a crap load. Yeah. Um, finally, a bit of Dante Hightower getting some labrum surgery. Yeah. He uh, suffered an injury. I think it was in week was it 12. Oh, right. So he, yeah. he did play in the game. He play, he play, he's been playing through that for a little while. But there were definitely times when you could kind of see how it wasn't working that well. Although, didn't stop him from making that big tackle on uh, Marshawn Lynch to stop him at the one-yard line just before they got in and got the pick. Mm. From uh, He disengaged from Russell Okun. <laughs> oh, uh, good. I, I, that's a good spot. I didn't, I didn't realise that. Um... I, I didn't realise that either. Once again, we uh, can thank a couple of podcasts, I think around the NFL podcast and the Americanage podcast both spotted that. So well done them for giving us our information. And although um, Russell Wilson actually didn't actually have that great a day rushing, even though they kind of highlighted on TV plays where Russell Wilson actually did just leave them were eating his dust. 
because Hightower and um, Jamie Collins, they actually did a pretty good job covering him. I think they were watched, uh, talking about it on the broadcast beforehand that uh, Dante Hightower is often used as the quarterback spy and he does a very good job of it, just attacking in as soon as the guy tries to run. From his high tower. <laughs> he can see so much better. Yeah. He's got a scope and everything. Yeah. There were two more injuries, mm. which happened after the two picks which Tom Brady threw. Maybe that's why he had such a good game, because whenever he threw a pick, he made sure the guy nearly died. The special, like, witching ability he had, whenever you throw a pick, destroy one target opponent player. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. What is it? It's some kind of evil Jedi trick done by Darth Billius. Darth Billius. <laughs> oh, some of you might know is Bill Belichick. Yeah. Definitely. Um, after the first pick, the picker... Jeremy Lane suffered a broken arm on the tackle. There's a lot of velocity on that pass. Yeah, we don't know how long he'll be out for, but it isn't pleasant. Apparently it's not looking great, but I mean, he'll make a comeback and stuff, but it wasn't a pleasant broken arm. Mm. And finally, Cliff Averill, former Lion, poor guy, got laid out and concussed after Brady's second interception. He, he, so he's obviously going to have to go through some concussion protocol, but he'll, yeah. he'll be fine. Yeah, assuming that his concussion recovers within the next six to eight months. Yeah, so quite quite a lot of injuries. Um, not all in the game. It wasn't a bad-tempered game, apart from that massive fight at the end. <laughs> but that was wicked. So, that was awesome. I don't know. I, th- I have to be honest, I didn't like either team. But that, for me, pushed the Seahawks over the top. Into Punkass territory. The team to not like. Into Punkass territory, really. Punkass territory, indeed, yeah. Why? That's just that's not cool, man. You guys lost. Fair enough. Just take it. Take it like men. They should take it like men. Don't be. Yeah. Don't take it like little bitches. Yeah, and Is don't it? and don't do that that full start thing either. That was stupid. Um, you know why they did that? Did you watch the replay. They did it on purpose. No, the Patriots lured them into that. Uh, Bill Belichick holds a timeout just before that. Tom Brady goes and has a chat with Bill Belichick. Tom Brady comes out. You know when you're in that position, you like you tap the center's butt when you want the ball. Brady taps the butt. Was it fake? Well, he told the centre not to snap it. Yeah, but they were basically deliberately faking it. And he tapped the butt. Ball didn't snap. The Seahawks started attacking. And uh, number 72 was too late. He carried on moving forwards. Even though, uh, like, if you watch the replay, one of the other linemen spots it and tries to pull him back. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah, 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 totally. It was like, it was a designed play to get them offside. To get them into a massive fight. Yeah, I mean, Belichick is great at getting the other team offside uh, not as good as Peyton Manning who is a genius at that sort of stuff mm. always using the hard count and varying his cadence and just being very clever and conniving about it he's got a messed up shoulder so he's getting all those free five yards he can get so if you look at the stats I bet there's a stat somewhere out there which is just like ridiculous how many how many yards he's gained from the other team being offside mm. alright maybe we can look yeah. into that the NFL have said, and uh, good old Roger Goodell. Ooh, <laughs> it's so funny. How you get oh my God, it's like he's in the room. It's like, we're, we're going to have him on the show, man. As soon as he responds uh, to that email. Yeah. Info at NFL.com. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the uh, NFL announced that they won't find Lynch for wearing the silly hat and for generally being a little bit indignant during the press conferences. They should find him for wearing those sunglasses, though. They were crap. <laughs> It was ridiculous. They were like, they look so cheap. They look like he bought them from like one of those, like some sort of cheap Arizona thrift store. Yeah, baby. Someone should write a song about going to the thrift shop. Yeah, they should. Do you not know what I'm talking about? No. 
the song Thrift Shop. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard it. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. Mm. How do you not know it? It's a really famous song. Like it's okay. It's quite is it, new. Is it, is it a rap about being poor? That's a very original. It's about. It's a rap about. Yeah, kind of. It's about buying shit from a thrift shop. Yo, you got to hear the song. It's quite a famous song. Hats. They are second hand, so they don't have the label still on. <laughs> it's not some country song, dude. I know. I'm rapping. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to our notes, man. What are we talking about? I guess he won't get fined. Oh, the glasses, yeah. Oh, the glasses from Thrift yeah, Shop. So, yeah, so Thrift Shop by Macklemore. Like, that's a song, man. Yeah. That should be our theme tune, man. We're going to use it. So, I mean, I don't Fuck know if people you, Macklemore, know. we're taking your song. <laughs> I, don't know if people, I don't know if people know, but we actually uh, met when we both volunteered in a charity shop. We volunteered in a charity shop, and I was like, oh man, who's this guy? He's really handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's what I said as well. Oh, wow. About myself. Oh, oh, it is full of mirrors, that place. So, um, yeah. Like, yeah, he just walked up in there, popping his collar, being like, she, I'm going to volunteer in his charity shop. Yeah. Boom. We are the thrift shop boys. Thrift shop boys. That, that's <laughs> thrift shop boys. Finally. So, I heard you used to work for the Daily Mail Online, didn't you? For a short period before they decided they didn't like me. <laughs> or maybe it's because you actually know about American football. Apparently, I didn't. Yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> Daily Mail Online had written that uh, the Super Bowl <laughs> was won by New England Revolution. <laughs> Presumably, they didn't write MLST. In the, f- the New England Revolution, led by Tom Brady. Led by Tom Brady. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, they actually do have people in America working on the Daily Mail Online. They have they have people in New York and Los Angeles. It's a shame that none of them have heard of the New England Patriots. It's a shame that none of them watched the NFL, really. Um, or knew there was a Super Bowl on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know. Actually, yeah. one one girl from my course actually is in New York right now working for Daily Mail Online. Oh, yeah? Can you heckle her? It was her, she, wasn't it? I bet it was her. It could have been her, actually. Because, you know, they're five hours behind. What does the five hours have to do with anything? It's, yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The That's the speed of the internet from here to New York. Um, anyway. And that is our final piece of Super Bowl related news. Super Bowl done for another year, another NFL season. It was quite good, actually. Just one more thing. Oh, one more thing. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good shit. That's good shit. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, so now we've got some news. News also happens during Super Bowl week. Did you know that? <laughs> the tremors of the Super Bowl still being felt around the NFL. Yes. And by lots of stressed NFL players who have been smoking weed. This is true. Players <laughs> including Latroy Guyon. Latroy Guyon, uh, Green Bay defensive tackle, has been arrested for mm-hmm. possession of cannabis and a firearm. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there. But Gahan had a pretty good year, subbing in for the injured and large BJ Raji. He, uh, he got, got 32 tackles. He got big butts, and I cannot lie. Yeah, he does. Um, so he, was, he, had, he got 32 tackles and three and a half sacks. And, like, that was a really good season. He was only brought in on a one-year contract, mm. but he thought having such a good year would make it quite likely that he'd get an extension. Let's hope he doesn't uh, get, get punished too hard for this. The firearm's actually the felony, not the cannabis possession. Dequell Jackson, former Cleveland Brown, Anthony, 
and current Indianapolis Colts linebacker, has been arrested for simple assault. It's a crime. Well, technically a misdemeanor. Yeah. So I don't expect the league to come down too hard on him. Uh, probably a lot worse on Guyon. And our next candidate for person who's going to be in significant trouble next year, mm. Dallas running back, Joseph Randall. Yeah. Got arrested for cannabis possession. He was also arrested in October for shoplifting. We didn't mention, I don't remember having him on the news. No, because I think we thought he wasn't important enough. Yeah, Tom Fury. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've actually retracted the charges for cannabis because he might have been beating up his wife and doing some other stuff that was a bit more severe, and they're going to combine it all into one package okay. and accuse him of all of that together and get a serious case going. So he might be missing some time now in the NFL. It doesn't sound good for him. Not nice to have all this domestic violence stuff coming out in the NFL this year. It's been a domestically violent year. I don't know whether it's been a more domestically violent year or if it's just been in the headlines more. Yeah, maybe. Um, Your boy. My fantasy stirred. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, the Pittsburgh running back, is now on probation for 15 months due to his cannabis-related DUI. Where we did talk about that earlier in the year. He went yeah. for a nice little drive with Garrett Blunt and a lady friend. Yeah, uh, because he was in charge of the vehicle, he yeah. got 15-month probation. However, Blunt, being just a passenger, got 30 hours community service for possession. Which he probably won't notice. Now he's just got a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> he's actually already finished that as well. Oh, really? He already yeah. did it? He's oh. done it. He's done his service to community. I mean, that's it. There's no harm in doing more voluntary work. Just saying. Like Eric Blunt, if you're listening. You never know who you meet. Yeah. So, keeping with the probably drug-related issues, Johnny Manziel, also Cleveland Brown, has checked himself into rehab for, well, we don't know what for. So, so his family have explicitly said that they're not going to divulge why. Yeah. And they were like, please respect our privacy. So, mm. and we're just going to widely accuse stuff instead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I saw, well, one source said that it was potentially for slight alcohol dependency or something like that. Yeah. Well, there have been a lot of photos circulating of him drinking and like there's a photo of him rolling up a dollar bill in a bathroom. The Browns knew that there were personal issues with the guy before they drafted him. Hopefully the team will be supportive of him and I don't know whether what this means for the rest of his NFL career, if it's going to carry on or not. I would imagine that it's not yeah. over. Yeah. The Browns, interestingly, a month ago already came out and said that they in the market for a new quarterback. Mm. Like, they might be picking up a quarterback in the first round again. Oh, right. But they've actually got fairly low pick this time. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. <laughs> they dueled so hard for that division. Not So, yeah, it's strange that they were sort of drafting, though, that high. They drafted him in the first round just a year ago. Did they not, like, check him out a little bit? I don't know. The Browns have never been that adept at drafting, to be honest, recently. Well, I think it's partly the fact that they thought that his quality would make the difference anyway, but... As we were discussing earlier, uh, in one of our early podcasts, Johnny Manziel came from a very simple system, but he wasn't pro-ready when he came into the NFL. Yeah. I did watch a few games, obviously, because you've got to watch the Manziel. Is that during the actual NFL games? Yeah, during the NFL games. Okay, yeah. yeah. I did watch a couple of games with when he was playing. You know, I, I think some people have got the impression that he was absolutely awful, but he wasn't really awful. He just kind of just made some errors and looked a little bit kind of like he wasn't going step by step through everything a quarterback is meant to do, just sort of freestyling it a bit, and you can't really do that. Richie Incognito is returning to the NFL yes. after being pushed away for being a massive bully 
coming to the Bills. Yeah, exactly. And so he's going to have a couple of interesting matches against Miami next year. <laughs> against his former team. Uh, oh, God. Brilliant. Uh, That's going to be bad. Really good. Is Jonathan Martin still doesn't play for them, does he? No. Okay. I think he's retired. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see something happening. I can see like the dolphins refusing to shake his hand or something, or like oh, walking yeah. away, John making, Terry. doing some kind of gesture, sweep being the, like sweep the leg, yeah. trying him really hard. Like, yeah. take that old man. Yeah, like I can see them just lining up in like a straight line away from him with all their backs to like him. I don't know. They do something. I reckon in one of the games, probably the game at Miami, something is going to happen with Richie Incognito. We're calling it right now. I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah, Bills have doubled up their their divisional excitement next year with Rex, sexy Rexy, going back to the Jets. And now, oh shit, that's why because Rex Ryan. I forgot Rex Ryan was there. He loves dealing with troubled characters. Maybe he's going to pick up Manziel as well. Pick up Manziel. Yeah, probably better than EJ Manuel. No, he wouldn't actually. But um, Kyle Orton, baby, that's where it's at. Kyle Orton throws the ball to Sammy Watkins every time. My boy, my boy. The SWAT team. Is that going to be his nickname? <laughs> yeah, I just made it up. Let's do. Let's keep it. Our SWAT team. SWAT team. Um, okay, and there you go. And that was the news. Oh no! Wait. Oh, so there's there's one last piece of sad news. Kind uh, of. San Diego Charger. Well, you said was San Diego Charger. There, you didn't say anything else. You said San Diego Charger. <laughs> Center, Nick Hardwick, has retired after 11 years in the NFL. Yes. Very highly regarded. Although, surprisingly, only one Pro Bowl appearance. That's really surprising. Although having a lot of good centers in the, the AFC down the years. But I felt like the man deserved more Pro Bowls. Yeah. It's kind of devastating for Rivers as well, because they were drafted in the same year. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And They've been uh, buddy-buddies since forever. Buddy-buddies. But he wasn't Play drafted by... The Rivers was drafted by by the Giants. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but um, and then Drew Brees was there, but Drew Brees got kicked out because he was shit. Yeah. Anyway, so they've been there together the whole time. What's gonna happen now? Because you know Philip Rivers had a bit of a resurgent year, but it was all behind the good offensive line. So now, yeah, it's definitely gonna make things harder. Go on, and it was a very good player for them, and we're gonna yep. see how his retirement affects. In the next season. Yes. He was, that, the, he was the one solid piece in the often shambolic offensive line. So maybe they're going to have to uh, go out and draft a new centre as their first pick. Be like, boom. Amherst is available. Just the same. So for those of you who've been oh, yeah. following the podcast throughout the season, we've been uh, making bets. Call that a bet, motherfucker. This is an opportunity where we're going to take to recap all those bets and see who won I overall. Do not, I do not know these results. Yeah. We've been making, I've been making foolish, capricious bets all year. Whereas I have been mostly using the system, which yes. is very reliable. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> About 50% of the time. <laughs> yeah. 60% of the time, it works every time. That's Chargers! For, that's for the fans <laughs> of Anchorman. San Diego, exactly, the San Diego. There you go. <laughs> I was just seeing see these jazzy fingers. Oh yeah, so something just to point out, the bets are two points for season-long bets and one point for a weekly bet. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you got uh, your scoring system and shit. We had one bet for three points, which was who are the two teams going to be in the Super Bowl, which both of us got wrong. Mm. Andrew got slightly closer, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Way back in episode one, mm. before the season started, uh, we had lots of long-term bets, including 
whether Johnny Manziel will start or Brian Hoyer at Thanksgiving. I said Hoyer. Andrew said Manziel. Manziel! As we know, Hoyer started at Thanksgiving, although Johnny Manziel finished the game and was declared starter for the week after. Oh, that was incredibly close. Cleveland, that was incredibly close. Cleveland messed with us. Did you give that to yourself then? I did give that to myself. Yeah, that's Because I won. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very close, but like, yeah, it was whatever. Uh, although, to be fair, I didn't realise Thanksgiving was in week 11. I thought it was like week 7. Beast. Had I known, I'd, I'd have said like week 6 and not Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Then Andrew suggested that Jacksonville are going to finish second or higher in the AFC South. As it happens, they finished third, finishing the season with 3-13, and 13, although the second-place team, which was the Texans, oh, the Texans. went 9-7. and seven. So it wasn't that close. It wasn't that close. I thought the Texans were not going to be good, with, with no quarterback, essentially. Yeah. I thought the Titans wouldn't be good either, if that was right. Yeah. I think Blake Bortles didn't quite play as well during the season as he did during the preseason. Sure. It's bit. amazing that when you play against first-string defences, how much harder it gets. Yeah. I mean, and when they, like... Bring out their playbook rather than just the same four plays that like everyone plays. Yeah, the Madden plays. But they got talent. Yeah. They got. They should a little bit. I think they should a little bit potential, especially on defense. I think the London Jaguars potentially could become. You know, you know, the Colts aren't unbeatable team, so they can maybe make the division a little bit interesting next year. Yeah, they've got a few more years of drafting uh, nice and high. I probably, I'll probably will make another stupid bet about them next season. Almost certainly, sir. I look forward to it. I look forward to the three points. Oh, <laughs> uh, next confidence. up, you bet that Tampa Bay will finish above Atlanta in the regular season. I obviously said Atlanta would finish higher. Atlanta went six and ten, whereas Tampa two and fourteen. But they played so. a lot of close games, Tampa. Well, the ones that they won, yes. <laughs> they oh, were close. Whatever. Yeah, like, the two, again, the two that they won. Again, I can't oh. stop backing these bad Florida teams. This is true. The I, next still, bet, I still think that they're a talented squad, though, Tampa Bay. They, I mean, I don't know what happened to Doug Martin, but they're like, really they're not they're not a good team. They're right. Yeah, they had a quite... really easy schedule, and they still only won two games. Okay, maybe they went better than next year. Yeah, the Detroit Lions, I, I suggested, would not make the playoffs, whereas you suggested they would. Oh, really? They came through as a sixth seed in the NFC. Slam. I still I still maintain they did not deserve to be in the playoffs. They had a great defense. I'm going to pull out the numbers. Watch out, watch out, people. He's going to get some stats out. The Lions, despite their appearance in the playoffs, are still ranked as the 17th best team in the league. And then they got screwed in the Dallas game. Screwed! Like, they're not bad. They're just, like, literally the first team below average. But they're better than that, really, aren't they? No. <laughs> That's what they are. If you want me to use no previous season influence... Okay. Then they are the 13th best team in the league. It's a bit more like it. <laughs> Which is still outside the playoffs. They're not in the top 12. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, fair enough. They got in. They aren't a great team, but good, good spot. Yeah. I, I think you got kind of lucky. I, yeah, the Eagles should have. The, the Philadelphia Eagles should have made it in, really. But if they didn't chump it, yeah, of course they, they had to chump it. And but yeah. I think, I think if they, I think the thing with Detroit was their offense was a little bit inconsistent. If they could iron those out. Yeah, I mean, having Calvin Johnson for the full season will definitely help them. If Matthew Stafford can stop throwing picks as well, that'd be really good. Uh, next, we have a bet that I don't quite know how I made. It was a, it was a bit of a fail bet. Okay, I, actually, no, I do know how this bet came about. This was just after Sam Bradford had been injured. I was looking at the betting odds on the Rams finishing bottom overall during the season. Mm. And I thought, the odds were pretty good. Like I could have totally made that bet. 
And Andrew said, let's make that better right now. Make you and me, son. You and me, son. I reckon the Raiders are going to finish worse. And I went, I'll take that bet because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Of course the Raiders finished lower because they're terrible. <laughs> well, actually, they weren't as bad as I thought they'd be in the end. No, no, they the were. The Rams were just more talented. They have a good defense, whereas the Raiders don't have a good defense at all. The Raiders are currently rated the second worst team in the league by my system. There you go. The Rams are rated 24th instead of 31st. There's a big gap. There's a big gap. Is it Tennessee bottom? No, Jags. Oh, Jags. So. Yeah, of course. Next up, there was one week, episode seven, where we made four bets about the week. In week four. This was in week four. Which well, were these are like really, really specific, specific ones. bets. Yeah. Like how many catches is a tight end going to make? Yeah. So I suggested Delaney that Delaney Walker is going to have six or more catches, and you said he'd five or, he'd have five or fewer. He had five. So you won that bet. I said that Pittsburgh would win by 10 points against Tampa Bay in week four. And they lost, right? And Tampa Bay won by three points. Some boys! (laughs) Uh, I also suggested that Le'Veon will rush for 150 yards. I have no idea why I said that against Tampa Bay. And of course he rushed for 63. So you won that one as well. 149 (laughs) yards. And then the one that just doesn't make sense was that New New England Patriots would beat Kansas City in week four. Which of course they should, because they're the best team in well, the world. Yeah. They're the best team in the world. They just won the Super Bowl. Except they lost 41-14 to the Chiefs in week four. So Andrew got a clean sweep that week, won all four of the bets. Flawless victory, as they would say in Mortal Kombat. Two of which were ridiculous. I can't believe <laughs> Tampa Bay beat Pittsburgh and the Chiefs beat the Patriots. But that was at the start of the season when the Patriots weren't playing that well. They weren't playing that badly though. There was definitely a quality gap. You just went, you were like, I've got a gut feeling, I've got a gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, I did. At some point, around week five, you for some reason decided that the Cardinals will go 8-8 eight and eight or less, which I thought was ridiculous, and I took that bet immediately, and the Cardinals finished 11-5. and five. Well. So I got that one. Lucky. <laughs> no, Bruce uh, Ar- and Bruce Aaron's coach of the year, so that's, uh, it took the coach of the year to get yeah. on that record. <laughs> Next week, I suggested the Steelers will obviously beat the Browns because they're a better team. Uh, in week six, and you, you using your ninja powers, realised the Browns would win 31-10. Did I, really, mm. did I really pick that? You picked the Browns to win. Not 31-10, but they won, but they won 31-10. Right, amazing. Ridiculous. I'm, I'm really good at this, without even thinking about it. But when we go to weekly pick em, I beat you usually. That's the rumour, that's the rumour. No, that's the fact. <laughs> We've done this for two years and I've beaten you both times. Quite substantially. Okay, fair enough. We should do it again next year, probably. I did it this year. I didn't do it this year. Top 5,000, baby. System. How many players? I don't know. It's like at least 100,000. That's pretty they good. They must be doing it every week. That's pretty good. I don't know how many. So if anyone knows how many people play weekly pick'em every week, let us know on at NFL underscore 20. On Twitter. Or you can email us at NFL20pod at gmail.com. Okay, you suggested that Des Bryant will get 80 or more yards. In week six, I said, that, I said he'll get less. Uh, he, he got 63 yards. Halfway through the season, I suggested that Cutler is going to finish in the top six fantasy quarterbacks because he was currently ranked like fourth in standard scoring. Oh, he might have been higher than that. He was like ranked second, I think. Well, at one point he was doing really well, yeah. yeah. And I'm normally the one who's supporting Jay. So I thought he'd finish in the top six. I thought he can't drop off that badly. He finished 14th. Oh, man. Actually plummeted. <laughs> he did. He, he plummeted like a lead balloon. Like a lead balloon mm-hmm. in a sea of 
whatever, less something that's less resistant than water. Air. Helium? Helium. A lead balloon in helium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He plummeted like a lead balloon in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where there was gravity. Like the moon, for example. Exactly. That's what Jake Cutler is. He's a lead balloon on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, Someone's just written an album title. All right, so, well, that's a shame. I mean, I hope Jay uh, recovers, but he's got a strange habit of just, like, quitting sometimes. So, in week eight, you suggested that the Jets will defeat the Bills, and I said, them Bills are going to win. And, of course, the Bills won 43-23. Fucking Jets. Couldn't Uh, they do this one time, one time? Busts. In week eight, I suggested the Bengals are going to rush for over 90 yards combined with all their runners. You said they'll be... Less. This was against Baltimore, I think. Yes. And, uh, they did, didn't they? As it turned out, they ran for 111 yards. Yeah, I, th- I seem to remember that like, Andy Dalton got like one big rush. He, he like, got 24 up. yards or something. He picked so, up yeah. and put him over the top. I was like, you fucking prick. <laughs> Red Rocket, baby. And I think they won as well. So like, I think they swept the Ravens this year. There's also a random bet about the Fantasy League where Andrew thought that uh, the Maryland Canaries and the White Knights will only lose one game each. And I suggest they lose more. And they both lost two. So I got that one as well. And finally... Moment of madness. And finally, at the Super Bowl, I suggested that Russell Wilson will complete less than 55% of his passes. You said it'll be over. I did, didn't I? What you happened? Did. What happened was he completed... Remember. What was it? It was like... Oh no, it was like 12 of 27 or something, wasn't it? It was 12 of 21... Oh, yeah, there you go. What? 21? Only 21 12 passes? out of 21. What's that? 57%. <laughs> if he'd have made Fucking one more incompletion or gun not gun. made one completion, gun either gun. either way, freaking curse. <laughs> yeah. That was very close. That's very stylish. I completely forgot about that, actually. Yeah. And oh, there, man. Was, there was one more bet which neither of us got right, which was which teams are going to play in the Super Bowl. We agreed beforehand that only if you get both of them correctly do you get three points. Oh. I said Denver to play Philadelphia. <laughs> Seems crazy in, uh, in a lovely double Did, fail. Didn't seem crazy in the middle of the year. Uh, actually, I felt, I felt very bad about picking Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, fine. As you may recall. Did you like Foles? I didn't trust him. Yeah. just didn't trust him. Yeah. Uh, Subbed in Sanchez, who wasn't that bad, which is why I thought... They might go up a bit. He had a bit of a lead balloon on the moon bit as well. Didn't Not he? that much. Not as bad. Lead balloon on Earth. It wasn't, it wasn't just him. It was, a, it was a team. It was a team effort to fail. Yeah, fine. Whereas you, so it's New England versus Green Bay, which came so close yeah. to coming off. Yeah, see, that's all got if that, they, that if moment Green of Bay, madness. Yeah, if Green Bay decided to not screw up. Yeah, Mr. Bostick. What was his name? Brandon Bostick, yeah. Bostick. With his little face palm idiocy. They would have fucking won that match, man. There were many things that went wrong towards the end of that game. Ridiculous. Uh, if any one of those things went right for the Green Bay Packers, they'd have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl. And if Rodgers had recovered, then I would have been very happy to see that match. I wouldn't have liked to see them playing with, like, hobbled Rodgers like yeah. it was in Seattle. It was still a really good game, though. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's not like Seattle Seals ripped us off. <laughs> <laughs> they were shit, man. They were shit. What the hell, man? I, yeah. I need my money back. Come to play. Come to play, yeah. man. Didn't even give any money, but I want it back anyway. Have you got one more left? So the, the, the only other bet that we have, which is actually pending, is that the Ravens are going to have the top home advantage next year, is what Andrew suggested. And I said the Seahawks are going to have the top home advantage next year. Oh, Ambrose is filling the numbers on this one. <laughs> and currently there is an issue with the home advantage system. You- but just to let you know that that bet was made for two points. 
And adding the points up right now, it stands as Andrew on 12 points and Umbrish on 13. Oh, Gaylord. <laughs> Just looking at the numbers, actually, because I'm actually reviewing the home advantage system because there was a little flaw. Yes, I know. It's not perfect. But looks like the Ravens might actually be top next year. Do you think? It looks pretty likely, in will which that, case... Will that net me two points? That would net you two points that push the, you over the, the top. two-point conversion. <laughs> you'd, go, you'd go over the top. Would that be the game-winning interception? Have you not seen the film Over the Top? What the hell? No, I haven't seen it. It's terrible. You, you should watch it. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. You should watch it. Is it a war film? No. Okay. <laughs> it's about arm wrestling. All oh, right. I thought it was like a Troy Polamalu it's a, biopic. It's a, Sylvester, biopic. it's a Sylvester Stallone film. Where he's like an arm wrestler and he's like, oh no, I'm getting destroyed. And then I'm going to go back over the top. Like a pro arm wrestler. He's a pro arm wrestler. Fucking and he travels hell. around with his son in a truck. And he's like, whoa. His big arms. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> What's going on with the Eagles? These crazy assholes have predicted them being a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like you might win that one. But an unofficial bet we had just before the Super Bowl in last week's podcast was which colour the Gatorade will be. And Ambridge, blue, baby. Ambridge did get it right. Yeah. Was it, was it, was it, was it blue and then orange? Blue afterwards? and then orange, yeah. I said orange. But it's the first colour that counts, yeah. though, I think. But we got yeah. the two colours. We got the two colours. Between pretty, us. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, if you got the point, that would have meant it's a complete tie. You can yeah. you can decide. I, that wasn't a bet. That wasn't an official. We didn't call that a bet, sir. It's, it's, it's pleasingly close. Yes. What, a, what an entertaining season we've given you guys. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do podcasts about last season where we're going to recap each conference one by one we're going to be intermittent in the next couple of weeks but we're going to try to get in some podcasts about each conference analyzing them division by division team by team being like this team had a good year that team had a bad year this team's just ugly yep browns <laughs> and we're also going to compare how we how teams did compare to our predictions oh yeah we had a couple of those didn't we yeah did you know there's that I noted my predictions down, the systems, and I noted the NFL.com predictions down. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. And see how they compare. And see how the pros do. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Not very well. The system is better than the pros, because the pros just make shit up, but they talk very well. (laughs) In shock, a media announcement. The media is entertaining, (laughs) and not much else. And then we're going to set up for the uh, draft. Yes, so uh, we are going to be burning up on our college football, and more probably the team needs, because that's obviously a very important part of the draft process. Yeah. We'd like to thank Order 66 for providing us with our music. Uh, we'd like to thank Alex K for not being here and allowing us to make a quality podcast. It's really hard for me. <laughs> As always, you can reach us at NFL underscore 20. Or you can email us compliments, abuse, recipes, whatever, make them vegetarian though at uh, nfl20pod at gmail.com Don't forget you can always like us on Facebook where we'll start posting stuff soon I promise ish (laughs) I almost promise Which leads me to ask Andrew who's going to be the number one pick in the draft? I'm going to say it's Jamais Winston (laughs) 